0: This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the upper Midwest. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back to Real Presence Live. I'm your host this morning, Mark Holcraft. And we're finally joined in person. We've had all of our guests on phone this morning. So in person, we have in Fargo Studio a young lady, Molly Bai, which is really fun for me because I met her years ago when I did youth ministry um, and so just reconnecting with her after years having gone by, yeah. um, that's because I lived in Cincinnati. So I i got out of the area. <laughs> you
2: did. You were far away. Yes.
1: So oh, good morning, Molly. Thanks for being with us. Good morning,
2: Mark. Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. So, you know, uh, as we've been kind of gearing up for you, um, you know, the the message or tagline we're saying is spreading the message of true freedom, mm. which is a relationship with Jesus Christ uh, so you're, trying, you're in good company here. I so said we're in good company. You're tying right into certainly what's at the the heart of our mission and vision with World Presence Radio. Amen. But uh, Molly, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Absolutely. Um, so I'm Molly. I came into my faith a lot later in life. I was born and raised Catholic. Um, kind of that check the box Catholic. You'd go to church because your mom told you to. And I uh, went to CCD, and then I came into my faith later when. Um, you realize in life that what you're living for isn't working and what you're doing isn't working. And you're running into lots of roadblocks and realizing that you can't do it on your own anymore. And so I, in 2012, is when I came into youth ministry in the Diocese of Kirkston, and took a huge leap of faith out of my comfort zone. Uh, there was a gal in Warren who had been praying about who should take over ministry. And so um, I took that leap of faith. And thank goodness I did. I um, have found Jesus. I have found a relationship with Jesus. And I have found um, that our youth are in dire need of this relationship with Christ. And so I just feel really blessed to get to share how my journey in finding Christ can help youth find, find Jesus Christ as well.
1: Oh, I, uh, you're speaking to a huge part of my own, I guess, professional history. Mm-hmm. You put it that way. As a youth minister, uh, mm-hmm. the Lord definitely put in my heart a deep love. Uh, for young people and young adults, you know, right. just such a natural progression right there, right? And mm-hmm. um, and that's where I think you and I met when you, uh, I met you, uh, you were the youth minister in Warren. Um, and I was youth minister at the cathedral in Crookston at the time. And so we had uh, met a few times, um, but I don't know that we actually did much ministry together. We didn't um, do a
2: ton. No, um, you had, I think, taken off shortly after I started. Yeah. And had a different transition in, in ministry, so.
1: Yes, yeah. yes. And so... Um yep I felt we our family moved we left Crookston, went to Cincinnati but you stayed you continued doing ministry um can you speak more to you know um one of the things when I when I even now work with youth ministers or if I'm if I'm doing a training or just if a young person or young adult yes. or even middle aged adult yeah. right approaches yes. me feeling called to go and youth ministry mm. um one of the things I know that I um at some point would engage is hey are you are you ready to get uncomfortable? Are you ready to whatever vulnerabilities and insecurities you had even as a young person or a young adult or even now? Mm-hmm. You can just expect that that's going to be confronted. Absolutely. You know, um but so to get there, like can you give a little more background what led to your being called to go in the ministry?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I was teaching at the time. I in life, I wanted to be Minnesota Teacher of the Year. I loved being in the classroom. Love it. Mm-hmm. And that was my goal for myself, uh, my plan, I should say, for myself. And so in 2012, I showed up for work in May and my contract wasn't being renewed at the school I was working at. And I was out of public school.
1: What, what grade were you teaching? Kindergarten. Okay.
2: Yes. And um, the words he shared with me were, You're just not a fit for here. And so that was really hard for me to hear because my whole life I was told, you need to work with kids. You need to be in the classroom. You are so gifted at, at teaching and educating children. Sure. Um, however, what happened was is after that moment, no one would hire me. Um, I, I don't know how many interviews I had, and I just constantly was hearing no.
1: Tough. Wow. Yeah,
2: it was super hard. And so um, that is when a gal in Warren had came up and just said, you know, you've been on my heart to take over ministry, I really feel like this is a good fit for you. And I kind of was blown away because I wasn't practicing, I guess. I wasn't the active practicing person at the church every week, um, but she, I was on her heart. Yeah. And so um, I remember going home and chatting about it and I just, I just have nothing to lose at this point. I just felt like no one wanted me. Um, and I had lived kind of a life of a lot of unworthiness and just really had a hard time valuing myself. And so um, I just took the leap of faith. And thank goodness I did because yeah. it completely changed my life.
1: Well, that's pretty amazing too. Just in um, God's timing, one God's timing. But even the choice of words that you use—that when you were let go as a, uh, the kindergarten teacher, you said it's just not a good fit—and mm-hmm. then this lady came to you and said, "We think you'd be a perfect fit for right this new position." Yeah, you know, I, I, God uses it. <laughs> you
0: know, He
2: is amazing, and when you're open to starting to recognize it, that's when your life just really starts to elevate and. It's kind of crazy because this fall I was actually going to apply to go back into the public school. And when they called me to reject my interview, I had asked what it was and he said, you're not a fit for here. And so that was when, right before I went into my, started my ministry business, I said, you know, I'm I'm not. Like i meant to be doing something, something else, something bigger for Jesus than I could do in the public school. Yeah. And so it was really, I heard it twice in 12 years.
1: It's fascinating because we all know there's a need for strong Catholic men and women mm-hmm. in the public schools. There's a need for them in every form, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so, But clearly the Lord's making it known to you. And, and let's face it, sometimes it's hard to hear or trust, okay, Lord, you're guiding this when your answer is no.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> you know, Absolutely. that's
1: that's a harder thing to pick up on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so to be able to pick up on that, you need to be praying. Absolutely. Right? And so yes. can you tell us a little bit more um, you know you mentioned your ministry business, mm. so you're not necessarily you're not in parish youth ministry anymore, like the parish setting, right, but you're still in a youth ministry setting and not just youth, right? Can you mm-hmm. share more about that?
2: Sure. um, yeah, I stepped away from uh, working for a parish, and God was calling me to start my own business, and he opened some really cool doors and relationships to help me do that. So what I do now is i I go around and I do retreats at different parishes and I speak at different events, um, lots of different topics, a lot of it just having to do with elevating your life into a relationship with Jesus and and trusting that you have a purpose um, outside yourself. Jesus wants more for you, and he wants to elevate you to be your best self. And so um, I took a huge leap of faith in November, and I mentor with Joe Melendrez out of California, who is a youth minister as well, um, just to continue to let the Spirit lead our lives for our young church.
1: So you've talked about, you've already, I think you've said the phrase twice now, a relationship with Christ. What does a relationship with Christ mm. look like to you?
2: He's my best friend. He's my partner. Uh, and I think when my faith changed in my late 20s, it was when I started realizing that it's about a relationship with Christ uh, and showing up for Christ and not just checking off the boxes. And so my relationship with Christ is, the foundation is prayer and the sacraments. I had a lot of healing through the sacraments of the Catholic Church, through reconciliation. Mm -hmm.
1: Thanks be to God. uh,
2: Through adoration, through the Eucharist. There's just been so much healing. So my relationship is showing up for my best friend every day because he's showing up for me every day. Um, And it's not easy. We all know that. It can be a struggle, uh, and it's not perfect, but it's being consistent and being committed and disciplined. And that's kind of what I've talked to our youth about is we can be committed and disciplined for all of the things that we're passionate about sports and acad- you know, academics and extracurricular. Um, and we show up for those things, but we need that foundation and show up for Jesus Christ first and all that other stuff comes.
1: You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So no, I love it. It's so good. <laughs> um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm taken by some of the uh, the points you were sharing just in regards to not only your own story, um, but in coming to like you you grew up Catholic your whole life. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think your messages can resound with a lot of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some new listeners that are tuning in today that have never tuned in, and the Holy Spirit has anointed this moment for them to hear this, to hear to hear you. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I know in in certainly in my experience of ministry, and I would, uh, I'd be pretty confident with yours too. At this point, you've run into enough people that parts of the story are the same. Everyone's different, mm-hmm. and we know that everyone has their own story. But there's just there going to be certain pieces that we resonate with, you know. And so, one of those things, um, you grew up Catholic your whole life, so a cradle Catholic. Um, mm-hmm. But the check check off box,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: know, you're checking it off here, checking it off there. You're doing the list, um, which kind of starts to have that feel of, and I know, and I know I heard it often is you're going. You have to jump through the hoops. You have to jump through the hoops to be confirmed. You have to jump through the hoops uh, to get married in the church. You have to jump through the hoops, you know, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. So whatever that's going to look like for that person. Um, but there's no relationship there.
0: Right.
1: So, and which means there's not going to be really much life or animation in that. Absolutely. You know, and so I think for any of our listeners, if you're feeling that your relationship with the Lord or your faith is lifeless or doesn't have much uh, animation, uh, not that, a life in faith means it's always gonna be gung ho and riding the high. For sure. I, actually, we're told that's not gonna be the case, right? right? If you're reading scripture, Jesus is pretty clear about that. Like, you will be persecuted if you're gonna follow me. Uh, you're gonna experience in the Spirit's life those deserts. Um, and I say that so much easier than the reality of what it is, right? <laughs> yep. Um, but so um, you mentioned even, um, I think you mentioned the word healing earlier. Mm, yes. Um, would you mind just saying a little bit about that? You know, and we have, we could always pick up on the other side of the break, but if you wouldn't sure. mind starting a little bit. Absolutely. Um, please do.
2: Yeah. Um, I grew up my in middle school, my dad left our family and my parents divorced. And I was kind of that quintessential daughter without her dad, without her earthly dad. And so I sought all of the validation and things I shouldn't, right? So in relationships and empty relationships and in people and in the quote-unquote, fun things in life that yeah. are not very fulfilling. And, and in Scripture, it tells us that earthly things aren't going to fulfill us. Um, but I tried. I tried really hard to fulfill all of the pain from my dad leaving and all the pain from um, my feelings of unworthiness through all of that, through earthly things. Yeah. And so um, what I needed to do was I needed to start forgiving myself, um, which through the Sacrament of Reconciliation has helped me to allow myself to know I'm broken, but also know I'm worthy. And so uh, when I was able to start, again, it's that relationship, I was able to start visiting with Jesus and starting that process of healing through the sacraments, forgiving myself, which allowed me to, in turn, forgive my father. Um, I've been able to kind of elevate into a different woman of Christ than I've ever been before.
1: Yeah, really, probably who the Lord's really calling you to be. Right. You no, know, Molly, we need to take a break. Sure. But when we come back, let's pick up on this uh, incredible, this is an incredible topic, just the nature of healing and healing through forgiveness, right? And, and that's what John the Baptist preached right before Jesus came. So when we come back, we're talking to Molly Bai, and we'll be talking about how she experienced the healing. So stay with us on Real Presence Live.
0: Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on The Real Presence Radio Network.
3: We have all lost someone to the reality of death, some more tragic than others. I'm Father Chris Alar. While grieving is a natural process, it helps if you know how to navigate your way through it. As my friend Sammy Wood says... You can never get over a tragic loss, but you can get through it. Come to know the stages of grief, which are acute, integrated, and complicated grief. Seek help whenever needed, either from a friend or especially from medical professionals. There is no shame in asking for help. Remember, Jesus accepted the help of his followers while bearing the weight of the cross on his way to Calvary. Don't go it alone. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
0: For a while, i would listening to the radio, and when I go into work, it'd be like, okay, what are they going to say about the Yankees today? <laughs>
3: so,
0: and I got tired of it. And then I switched it to Real Presence Radio, to, to Catholic Radio, I call mm-hmm. it. I got sick and tired of all the all the same old, same old that yeah, I would hear. Right. and right. And that you're going to hear. And then I said, well, well, Scott, you know, listen to something that's going to do something for your faith. And so I did. And uh, quite frankly, anytime you break a habit and start a new one, you have to force yourself to do it. But what made it so very easy was the fact that What I was listening to initially was something that involved prayer.
1: I love the
2: programs on Real Presence Radio. I especially enjoy Mother Angelica, Dr. Ray, and Catholic Answers Live. Listening to these programs has given me a deeper understanding and appreciation of our Catholic faith.
0: You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. We're back. I'm Mark Holcraft on Real Presence Live, joined by Molly Bai. Uh, Molly is telling us about her journey to engage in youth ministry, but not your traditional parish youth ministry that you might know, but youth ministry in general, engaging, uh, being a speaker, for retreats, rallies, um, whatever setting she's welcome to just speak about her relationship with Jesus. Um, And if you were with us before the break, and if you weren't with us before the break, but joined in now, uh, Molly's actually talking about a part of her story where healing came through forgiveness. And I'd like to pick up there, Molly.
2: Sure. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so forgiveness. I think we spend a lot of our life carrying burdens that we're not meant to carry And a lot of that comes through the pain and the hurt and the open wounds of our past, right? Um, And it can be suffocating. And that's kind of where I was. I was in a place where I felt trapped and kind of shackled, right? Like wanting freedom but not quite knowing how to get there. And so one of the pieces was, I had mentioned before, my relationship with my dad. Um, And then just some broken relationships in my past that needed healing and I realized that healing had to start from within me, Um, again, forgiving myself first before I could heal myself enough to forgive others. And that has been a super big blessing because I think it's super important for us to look at ourselves internally because we're not perfect and we have made mistakes and we will continue to make mistakes. However, if we continually bring that to Jesus, um, our load gets lighter and he helps us to mend those relationships, which in turn helps us to love ourselves. And that's what he wants for us. He wants us to love ourselves as he loves us, so that we can love others. And how can we do that if we're continually carrying the burden of the pain that we've caused other people or that they've caused us? And so um, I have really worked on forgiving others, even if you don't get an opportunity to sit with people that have hurt you, um, allowing yourself to forgive them and understand where they were in their lives when that happened and where they are in their journeys. Um, we don't need to carry that burden, and Jesus doesn't want us to.
1: Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And you know, a part of your story, and I'm going to come back to something you shared earlier because I just, I just think it's, um, well, it's brilliant. Thanks be to God, but it's so important. Um, you talked about your woundedness, and the need for healing. We also talked about in your own growing up how, you, um, and you didn't use this phrase, but looking for love in all the wrong places. Mm-hmm. You, you were looking in all these different avenues, the things of the world. I think you said things of the earth. To help make you feel better, to to fill that void. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things I think um, that the whole, it's just brilliant in the sense of like, um, on the one hand, in the Catholic life, it's easy for us to take for granted. But when you're in the moment and you're in struggle, it's God's grace. And that's what's brilliant is you look to the church Mm -hmm. to guide you through it. You didn't leave the church. You didn't look outside the church. I don't think anyway, Mm -hmm. maybe that was part of the journey, but it Mm -hmm. doesn't sound like you looked outside the church to, to to start to see, like, what needs to happen. But you look to the church to guide you, and the church responded in the, the sacramental life. Absolutely. and was the avenue to that healing and forgiveness. Can you say more about that?
2: Absolutely. I always felt called to the Catholic Church. Um, however, Satan was really hard on me. And so one of my places of attack was always mass, and I would have anxiety attacks, and I'd have to leave, or I couldn't make it into church. And Interesting. Um, he was really powerful because, and like I tell youth, I said, Satan's going to do everything in his power for you not to feel the love of Jesus. He, he is, and so well, he's going to he know. comes to steal, ex- kill, and destroy, right? Absolutely, so, yeah. and he's going to do it where he knows your weaknesses are. Um, so once, so I would come back. I'd come back, and then I'd leave, and then would come back. Um, but when I finally made the decision to continually come back, I had attended a Steubenville conference with our youth, and... It just transformed my whole idea of a relationship with Christ, and so adoration is a huge piece of my healing. Uh, being present with Jesus, giving Him everything, laying it at the foot of the cross, and allowing Him to love me—yeah—has um, just been life-changing. And it's it, you want to come back. You want to be at Mass every week more than every week. Sometimes, you know, when you have the time, you want to be receiving the Eucharist and you want to be present with him. It's a desire that starts to just burn in your heart. Once you, once you come back and you start showing up.
1: Love it. I can can keep listening, (laughs) Uh, but uh, you know, so just how do you find yourself seeking to share this with others? I mean, you're doing it right now. Sure. Doing it on air, but how do you do it? How do you seek to share this with others?
2: Um, So I share a lot on social media. I'll make videos. So I'm on Molly by LLC on Facebook. I have an Insta at Molly by on Instagram. Um, I'm very open about my faith. A lot of people that know me, I talk about it. I have a great crew of people that surround me who are amazing sisters and brothers in Christ. Um, I just feel like we are all called to serve Jesus and to bring Jesus to other people and in what capacity for everyone is different. And I just feel really blessed that, that, that Jesus is allowing me Uh, outlets like this. So thank you uh, to share Jesus with the world and with our youth. I do think our youth are going to revolutionize the Catholic faith. I think this is a really awesome time in our church coming out of COVID (laughs) um, and the pandemic to revolutionize the Eucharist and, and bring it to bring it to the world. And so I try in all facets of my life the best that I can to bring Jesus with me in conversation, and as much as I can,
1: I love it. Mm-hmm. I, it. It's good. You mentioned the name earlier, Joel. Is it Joe or Joel? Joe. Joe Melendrez.
2: Melendrez. Yeah.
1: And so, t- can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because that's a little bit of. Now, I'm going I want to ask you. How can we learn more about your ministry? Sure. But it sounds like you're you're kind of working with him. Can you? Sure.
2: He. Um, yeah, absolutely. When I decided to take this real huge leap of faith and big risk. I contacted Joe and asked him if he would just, I just wanted to pick his brain. And it actually, again, an awesome Holy spirit moment is he called and he said, you'll never believe it. My wife and I are, I, we just talked about mentoring four to six you know, people a month and we want to help you out and we're going to do it for free. I just, I just want to work with you weekly and, and help you to walk with, wow. walk with the Lord. And I was like, Holy smokes, this is amazing. Um, so i Weekly, I work with him, and he's helping me to learn how to promote myself. He's helping me to learn how to trust in Jesus, because we all know uh, working for Christ can be a huge roller coaster, right? Well, and it, yeah. it almost
1: sounds awkward to promote yourself, it, you know. It does. But in the nature it's, of like, you're in ministry, and you're in a it's a Catholic ministry, but you're not in the typical traditional setting, right? And so you got to get the word out.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. And so that's what that means. is, is And it's trusting, trusting the Holy Spirit to guide what opportunities are going to come. And so yeah. he's just walking with me on that. He helps me with, you know, he's my go-to when I get talks kind of prepped. And he's my go-to when I'm planning retreats. And he just he has great, wonderful ideas. He goes all around the country and is a youth minister, speaker, And well, he's uh, been at singer. this
1: for, has it been 15, 20 years
2: um, for him? He's been, been at long? it for a while, not quite that long. Um, I'd say seven to ten. Years, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, where he was working for a church too and ended up going out on his
1: own. I've heard him speak a few times, very gifted speaker. You know, you, you could say preacher, mm-hmm. um, but he's married, as you've already indicated. Yep. Um, so it's a calling. And Absolutely. it's a calling, and it's something you're being invited into. Mm-hmm. Molly, we got to take a, a quick, uh, not so much a break, but a preview for tomorrow. Sure. So Therese, who is our producer today and has been keeping me in line, <laughs> what's happening tomorrow?
3: Yeah, so on the next Real Presence Live, that's tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central. Amanda Ellercamp and Mike Kodrowski will be your hosts coming to you live from Trinity High
2: School in Dickinson. Father Dale Tupper from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, will join them to share about a resource for navigating the secular world. And are you fearless for your faith? Neil Albana from the Diocese of Bismarck We'll be on to share about an opportunity to be equipped to live the Catholic faith. All that
3: and much more is coming up on the next
2: Real Presence Live. That's on Thursday from 9 to 11 a.m. Central.
1: Back awesome. to you. Thank you, Tres. Are you fearless for your faith, Therese?
3: Um, I don't think I can make that claim. I don't know if I've been I tested much. I think you enough. are.
1: I think you're pretty bold.
2: <laughs> I was thinking this morning, I don't know if I've really been tested very much in my faith. Ooh,
1: so. that's like an invitation. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: watch out. Doors are opening.
1: Um, awesome. Thank you, Tress. Uh Molly, before we go, because this is already, this has flown by. I know. Um, any final thoughts for you that you'd like to share?
2: I just encourage everybody out there, young, old, That if you're, you're, we're all struggling and we're all broken. And I just, I don't want anyone out in this world ever thinking that they're not good enough and they're not worthy enough. Mm -hmm. I want them to believe that they were created here for a purpose. Jesus has a calling for them. Jesus loves them. You are enough. He wants to partner with you and he wants to walk with you. And when you make that choice and that leap of faith to do it, I promise you it's not something you'll ever regret. Uh, It's something that pure joy and pure freedom comes from that relationship. And that's what you see in people. It's what you desire. It's what you want. And our hearts long for it. And that's why we were uh-huh. created. And so stay encouraged, um, stay connected, and reach out to people um, if you don't know where to start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, and so on the one hand, speaking of where to start, where can our listeners learn more about your ministry? Sure. this is what you're talking about.
2: Absolutely. Unfortunately, my website isn't up and running yet. That's okay. Eventually, it'll be... Um, but I, like I said, I'm on Facebook, Molly By LLC. I do lots of postings on there. Um, I'm on Instagram at Molly By, and that's Molly bai, Molly with an I E. Um, so those are my two big places online. You can find me. Otherwise, um, the Holy Spirit will bring you to me. Yeah.
1: I hope. <laughs> there you go. Awesome, <laughs> so, Molly. Thank you. You've yeah. mentioned a couple times today, and just our closing comment for Real Presence Live this morning that I think is very fitting. This morning. On uh, Awaken, I was talking to my brother Joe, and one of his lines that reminded us is, uh, mercy is attracted to brokenness. Mm-hmm. And, God, and therefore, Jesus is attracted to brokenness. This I'll leave you with that, that thought. Real
0: Presence Live okay. on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6.